Welcome. You are now tuned in to the Real Estate Investing Women podcast. Laura and myself, Liz, are a mother-daughter duo that has a combination of lifetime experience. With Laura having over 35 years of experience in the business, and I came in a little over seven years ago with a more modern and virtual approach to investing. Combined, we create a winning formula. We are dedicated to empowering women as they start or scale their own real estate investing journey. We offer a supportive community of like-minded women, up-to-date training and strategies, and showing you how to build a real estate investing business of your dreams around your lifestyle. We are going to share with you the real deal and real life experiences as it comes to real estate investing. Listen in, and today we will address a specific topic and answer your burning real estate questions. Be sure to email in your questions to be featured at questions at realestateinvestingwomen.com. Let's get started. everyone. It's Liz. I'm here with Sarah Greener with the Moxie Movement Limited, and I'm super excited to bring her to you. I actually met her through our both of our coaching community with Talking More, and we just hit it off. Our kids hit it off in Hawaii at the intensive. And by the way, Hunter says hi. <laughs> and, uh, oh, we say hi back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so if you don't mind, Sarah, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're located, because I think a lot of our listeners would love that. And just, yeah, a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, kia ora. I'm from New Zealand and I live in the beautiful Bay of Islands. Uh, I live in a really small town called Paia, uh, which is, most of you will know where Auckland is. I'm three hours north of Auckland. Uh, and I am a woman who has been in business for myself since I was in my early 20s, but really been playing around with business since I was like a young kid and um, have loved the journey, but have really got into all those challenging moments where as a woman, you're trying to fit the mold for everyone. So I was so busy trying to be the right the right sort of businesswoman and the right sort of mom and the right sort of wife and the right sort of community person that I was tying myself up in knots and working like 60, 100 hours a week. Uh, and at that point, we ended up with five businesses. Do not recommend. Uh, and so um, over my journey of unpacking that and getting back to a place where I can be a really present mum and also um, do the wife life stuff well and also be a great businesswoman has been that journey. I thought it was a Sarah problem. It's not. I see it in businesswomen, regardless of the industry they're in all over the world. And so that's what I get to do full time. Awesome. And I know I work with so many women and the number one issue I'm finding and that they even say it's time, it's time management handling their time and all that. So tell us a little bit about the Moxie Movement Limited. What does it do? What does it specialize in? And who does it help? Awesome. So the Moxie Movement specializes in getting women who also wear that mum hat and that wife hat and that uh, probably their community hat as well uh, back, first and foremost, a day a week because you're all overworking and you're all getting underpaid. Uh, so we want to do that first and foremost. Uh, the the whole mission behind the Moxie movement is about flipping the script on the stats that we see for women in business. So when you look at the stats, they kind of suck. So we do 70% of the work at home uh, for free in terms of the parenting and running the house. And then we don't get paid in our businesses as well as we should because we're freaking exhausted and tired from doing all of that. So we then only 12% of us ever make more than $100,000 a year in our business. Like what? 
it's not good enough. Uh, so the Moxie movement exists to make sure that the second shift is being shared amongst all the humans in your house. And it exists to also get you to a place where you're earning both a six-figure salary and a six-figure profit in your business. And we do that through, one, starting with your time and fixing that. Two, getting some systems and processes in place so you can work less and your business can run without you. And then lastly, working on how do we lead a team really well? Because wherever we put humans into a business, it creates friction and it creates work. And so by going in there and saying, hey, this is how we do it. Here's some scripts for those hard conversations and here's some templates for how we can keep our team moving really well. Uh, that really speeds things up. So yeah, women in business, uh, generally you're kind of, I like to say my age, but I'm getting older. So potentially that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> like in their 30s, right through to in their 50s, where you're still dealing with that kind of juggle like you and I have with Hunter and Scarlett. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so what do you find was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? <laughs> I'm like, which one? Which one would you like to hear? <laughs> right, yeah. that's how I feel when I get asked anything like that. How? <laughs> uh, what's the biggest mistake? Um, so yeah, I um, my biggest mistake would definitely be taking on all of the things I thought I should do. So I think in business and in life for women, there's kind of this like laundry list of shoulds I should do. And trying to fit all of those means there's nothing left of me. So when I tried to show up as this businesswoman and fit the nine to five plus all the things that they do stupidly between five and 7 p.m. when, you know, as a mum, that's a nightmare time yeah. to do anything. Um trying to fit into all of that and so by trying to fit into all of that and be everything to everyone I was freaking exhausted I was overworked and my businesses you know they made a little bit of money but they certainly weren't serving me in the way they should have done yeah and so what do you feel like you're most proud of if you could pick one thing because you have a lot of accomplishments but if you're (laughs) most proud of what would you say you're most proud of I'm most proud of continuing to do the work. I'm most proud of the fact that I now really enjoy the journey. I think in my early days, I was so such a hurry to get to a destination. Now I'm really proud that I enjoy every day. I enjoy what I do every day. And I enjoy how that shows up for my family and the people I love, as well as for me. Like I'm excited to get into my day, whereas previously just felt like a bit of a chore and I was kind of ticking off the jobs. Yeah. And I totally get that. I share a lot about that with the community as well, that when you're you're juggling so many, especially, you know, as a business owner, it's very complicated. It's very hard to like handle it all. And you ha- you feel you have to. And instead mm-hmm. of being what we, I hate to say the word selfish, but a little more selfish with our time, we just give it to everyone else. And then there's nothing left for us at the end of the day. And then we wonder why we're so poor, you know, empty instead of like pouring into other people. Um But yeah, and so real estate investing can be very time consuming and demanding, especially in the beginning. So how can effective time management strategies empower women to successfully balance their real estate ventures with their other commitments? Yeah, so I think for me, it's about figuring out what do they want. So I imagine that you do the same thing with your woman, but like, why are you doing this? Like, what is the whole point of getting into real estate investing? Because just buying and holding houses for the sake of buying and holding or flipping or renting them is not enough to get you out of bed and get super excited in the morning. Like they're all doing it with a greater reason why. And so for me, the biggest thing missing out of all time management is the emotion behind it. 
I don't get out of bed to be efficient and productive every day in my business. And neither do your real estate women. They get out because they're like, oh, if I do this really well, I'm building a life for me and the people I love that we will enjoy and will thrive in, or we're making a we're able to make an impact or able to give back to our community in a way that we couldn't do before. And that's the number one thing that's missing. And so once you have that emotion, even on the crap days, because there will be crap days and there will be days where it's time intensive. Uh, case in point, my day today started at like 4am and it won't finish until 6.30pm. I try not to do that very often, but today it did. There will be days like that. And still I want to show up with vibrancy and energy because I can get yeah. it all done. No, definitely. And I mean, it. that is exactly it. The why is going to come in because we talk about it all the time. Discipline comes in when the motivation lacks. You're not always going to feel motivated to work on your business, but your discipline and the reason you want to do this will show up when that fails. And so do you mind sharing a few practical time management tips that female real estate investors can implement to maximize their productivity and minimize their burnout? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing I'm going to say is don't come into your week without a plan. Like your time is the only resource that you can't get back. Well, your time, focus and energy, they're kind of all linked together, right? And so if you come into your calendar week and you're like running at it and just dealing with the fires and the interruptions and the life stuff that comes from being a mom and a wife and a real estate investor, you're just going to be exhausted at the end Mm -hmm. uh, for a couple of different reasons. (laughs) One, it means you're making a whole lot of decisions all the time. So if you're making decisions in the moment of when you're going to deal with things, it's a lot of thinking and a lot of decision making. The the second reason is that you are not going to get the things done that are the needle movers. Because what you're doing is you're responding to everybody else's urgent and important tasks rather than what actually matters most to you, what's going to move the needle. So never start a week without a plan. Um, that's what we do inside the movement. We do the the power hour. We do it on a Thursday uh, and we plan next week in advance. And we do it in alignment with what matters most to you in your life because we don't want to let the real estate investing take over everything. You yeah. like... Liz still wants to hang out with Hunter and hang out with her friends and hang out with her family. Uh, So she's got to have some time for that stuff. And she wants to hit some goals, some critical success factors in terms of the business of investing in real estate. And so we want to realign our weeks every week with those goals, because otherwise we get distracted by the shiny new things and you get distracted by, you know, you know, what's going on in the day to day. So those would be That'd be the number one thing that I would do. And then the second thing I would do is I'd have time scheduled in for the unexpected things, the unexpected interruptions and the unexpected firefighting. Because whenever I talk to women that are investing or doing business, they say, oh, Sarah, it's just not predictable. So I can't plan my week. Yeah. And I say, "Mm, well, is that really true? Because tell me if, in your life, Liz, do you get interruptions and fires every week? Oh, every day. <laughs> every day, right? Like every day. Everyone's like, they're not predictable. And I'm like, I can predict them. And they're like, what do you mean you can predict them? I'm like, I can 100% tell you that today there will be an interruption and today there will be a fire. The problem isn't that they happen. The problem yeah. is you don't have any time allocated to them. And yeah. so what you've done is you've scheduled out your whole week and you've not allocated the 10 hours you spend fighting fires or the 10 hours you spend interrupting. True. So- We put that in the calendar in advance and we have a couple (laughs) of techniques that we use. So I absolutely recommend interrupting time and firefighting time in your calendar every week because it happens. Just figure out on average how long you're going to spend doing that stuff. Definitely. No, I love that. 
Yeah. And so women always feel like there's not enough time in the day and they're always struggling with the time management, right? I mean, we had a hurricane, as you know, I had a hurricane this week and it's like, okay, well that I had to fit into my schedule, right? Those, those fires, like quite literally that you have to put out and stuff, yeah. some of that. So what are some of the biggest time management mistakes you see and how can women avoid these pitfalls? Yes, we have the scheduling the time in, but what are your biggest mistakes and what can we do to kind of prevent that? Okay. So the first one is a to-do list. Uh, so we're all addicted to our to-do list because you get a little <laughs> endorphin hit when you tick them off. And I know, really nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I know I'm not the only one that writes a to-do list and then adds two things I've already done just so I can tick them off. <laughs> oh, of course. Right? So you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> the problem with that is it means that the easy and the fast things get done and the important needle mover things don't get done. So the, you know, responding to emails, reconciling the bank accounts around the investments probably get done. But the like, oh, I need to go in and look at new opportunities, new properties to buy probably gets delayed. One, because it's bigger, it's harder, takes longer. Um, and so it gets delayed. So to-do lists. Kick them to the cab. If you uh, kick them to the cab, kick them to the curb. That wasn't my accent. That was actually a Freudian foot. <laughs> Keep them to the curb and and chunk instead. So again, it's what we do inside the program. We say, hey, um, write all the things you need to do this week, but you're not allowed to put them in your calendar until you've said how long are they going to take and you and you choose them based on what's going to move the needle. So I am, you know, inside the program with Liz, you're going to be given, you know, things that move the needles, depending on what strategy you're implementing at the moment. You want to put that stuff in first. So get rid of your to-do list because you're just addicted to ticking it off it's not actually moving the needles uh what else do we do um the other thing we do is we overfill the week so i've talked a little bit about interrupting and firefighting time and um, stop being such a beautiful overachiever stop being uh so optimistic about how long things are going to take uh so i i'm certainly guilty of this where if i was going to give the task to one of my team members i'm like oh that'll take them about four hours if I put it in my calendar, I have an expectation of myself that I'll get it done too. So yeah. when you're overfilling your week like that, yeah, you're, you're always going to be tired, right? So if if Liz is putting 60 hours worth of week work in her calendar and only allocating 40 hours to it, that's why shit's not getting done. Oh, mm-hmm. I should have. No, you're okay. I'm you're okay. Totally fine. We're not that kind of podcast. You're totally fine. <laughs> Oh, the other day I was watching something with my daughter and then the, the host came back and said, hopefully, you know, apologies for our swears. And I was like, I don't think I heard any. And then I was like, I don't, just goes over my head now. It does. And yeah. So yeah, really got to think about like, am I being realistic about how much stuff I'm putting in my calendar? Like sure. if it takes 30 minutes to drive to your rental property, don't say it's going to take 15, like put yeah. in 45 minutes to allow for the slow truck driver in front of you and the roadworks that will appear in your way, right? So don't overfill your weeks. That's the other thing. And then I think the last one is constantly looking for this magical wand slash pill that is going to fix you and your time management. Definitely. Um, there isn't one. I I always (laughs) say to my ladies, I'm just looking for my wand. I don't have a wand here. Um, the way that you get better at this stuff is to do it and see what worked, see what was crap, change it and do it again next week. And it's the consistent action over time, slowly, bit by bit, you'll get better at it. 
your weeks will get more spacious uh, and you come out the other end. I was, I'm always really amazed why when like I sort of had this epiphany moment with Scarlett when I was working on Christmas Day and she's like, you can't work like this, mum. Um, she was five, wiser than me, as our children often are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and so like magically the next day you were better and you weren't working 60 to 100 hours anymore. You were just working 30. I'm like, that's crap. That's not how it worked. I had the epiphany. I promised my daughter it would never be like that again. And then I took five years to get to the place that I'm at now where mm-hmm. I work 30 hours a week and we go to Hawaii for a month with her and, you know, we do cool stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't a magic wand. <laughs> Yeah, of course. And I tell people that you set yourself up for disappointment when you do not properly plan your weeks. And, you know, I think we really struggle as women because we have to juggle so many hats and so many different things from a day to day. And so then we try to fit as much as we can. And then when we don't reach those tasks, we feel discouraged and disappointed in ourselves that we haven't done that. So how would you maximize, what would you tell someone to maximize their time for investing success without neglecting their personal life? Like you just talked about what did it, what in five years, what would you say was a tip you could give to maximize that time to get to 30? Cause it sounds great, right? Like, great. But how do I get there? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a really, really powerful word. And it's just one. No. Love it. That's it. Like, like you're talking about like our neglecting our personal lives and it's not that we're neglecting any of those things. It's that we're saying yes to freaking everything instead yeah. of going, ah, oh, these are the things that matter. Like my relationship with these people matter. Like if they've got a significant other, an intimate partner, they want to say yes to that. And so they need to sit down and have a conversation about what great looks like there. Because sometimes we're so busy doing a whole lot of stuff we think we have to do. And none of it actually matters. Like we're so busy doing this long list of things. And then when you ask you, like in my case, if I asked my husband, he'd like, oh yeah, you know, like 90% of that stuff you could stop doing and I'd be good. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm freaking killing myself. Society right? told me this list. And yeah. it sucks. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and that's so powerful, the word no. I agree oh, with that. Yeah. And the same with your kids. When was the last time you had a conversation with your child that said, hey, if I'm a great mom, what do I need to do? Because mm-hmm. you'd be surprised their answers. It's yeah. very simple because I've asked that, right? Like sitting down and being like, do you think I'm a great mom? What could I work on? And their answers are very simple. And at most of the time, it's coming down to, I just want to spend time with you. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah. And, and it doesn't, and I don't want to spend time with you while your head's over in your business. And I don't want to spend time with you while you're like trying to do something on your phone and be with me. I just want you to be with me. And they don't think that that needs to be 30 hours a week. Like they, they're like, yeah, I'm on like way too much time, you know, maybe when they're smaller. (laughs) Can I get about five minutes of your time and then I need to go back and game, please. (laughs) I love it. I've got a really good book I'm reading, mum. I'm like, okay, well, you know, but like, I thought you said you wanted to like color together or play game. So, you know, getting clear on what actually matters to the people that matter and then say no to everything else. Um, Because when you do less, you do it better. You get better outcomes. And, and it sounds so simple and it is, but that doesn't mean it's easy. No, because women also carry a lot of guilt, right? They don't, 
feel comfortable always saying no. It's hard to get to a point where you feel comfortable being like, no, I don't want to, and not having to over explain and everything to make it right. I agree with that. So talking about time management, is there any tools or systems you recommend? Because you say no to the to-do list. So what do you recommend to, as any tools or anything that you? Yeah, so I I guess when I hear tools, I hear like pieces of technology, like project management softwares and all that sort of stuff. And there's so many great ones out there. Um, But I would say don't fall in love with a tool. Um, I would say get yourself a personal system for how you're going to align your time every week and then consistently do that. So for me, it's the power hour. If I could give one tool to every woman in business, it would be the power hour because it aligns your story with time. It aligns your highest life priorities and your critical success factors in your business. And then it has you realign with that every week because we get into that looking at our feet all the time. And so ticking off the bottom task um, to make it happen. And so then once you've got that, you need a calendar. You can be old school. You can write it down if you like. I find that kind of awkward. Use a calendar software tool that you can share with the people that matter, including your team on your real estate team, the the kids, maybe if they're old enough to have one, um, because I don't know about you, but coordinating their stuff is like, oh, like, I know, a social no. calendar the mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're very busy kids. <laughs> yeah. So like some sort of calendar tool and then some sort of project management tool. And again, there's lots out there. I've looked, you know, Basecamp Monday, you know, um, Asana, we've used them all. Find one that works for you and talks to the things that matter most for you, but have somewhere where you can keep everything and you can share that information with each other. Um, so that would be it. And then um, rituals would be the other thing. So yeah. building things into your day that you don't have to think about that just happen at that same time every day so that you don't have to think about it. So things like getting up at the same time, going to bed at the same time, um, ridiculous small things my husband's away this week and so I'm I'm doing the second shift by myself um (laughs) and so but systems in that uh, that make your life easier so I'm like you know uh, we use a food bag so the the dinners get delivered the pieces of the dinner get delivered I still have to cook it uh, um get delivered you know for five nights of the week and so all I have to do each night is just take a box out and do what the instructions tell me there's no thinking for me so anything like that um laundry subscriptions where they come pick up your dirty laundry and bring it back clean and ironed like any tool like that that means you have to do less thinking or less doing I'm all for it I love that and so you work with a lot of business women so where do you feel that women waste most of their time when it comes to their business yeah so I actually the thing I think is really interesting is that we immediately go to looking at the business mm-hmm. and often I'm like, mm, well, these women are smart. They're, you know, the hard workers, they're not slacking around as a general rule. They're not like, mm, I'll just Netflix and chill instead of doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That's not what's happening. It's the whole picture. So I want, I would love it if women would stop seeing themselves as, oh, well, it's my business's fault or it's my real estate investing's fault sure. that I'm so busy and overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed because your whole life is too much. You're working too hard because your whole life is too much. And this is, it just comes back to the social conditioning Yeah, that we should take care of the home 
all the cognitive stuff, all the thinking, all the planning, all the what's everyone getting for Christmas and what birthdays are coming up and what playdates and sport, like all of that stuff and the doing of it for the most part is still sitting with us. So how can you sit down with the people in your home, however big or small that is, and have a conversation around, we all live here, we all make the work, so we're all going to do the work, both the thinking and the doing and change that first. Uh, because you are wasting way too much time doing laundry, which you hate doing, uh, cleaning your house, which you hate doing, uh, potentially even cooking dinner, which you hate doing, gardening. Like there's all these tasks. And I'm like, do any of you love doing that stuff? Because if you don't stop doing it. Yeah. Like, and and give it to someone else. Our children, if they're going to be thriving members of community, need to learn how to do all of this stuff. Like there's a whole whole load of outsourcing that can happen right there. Although don't teach them to negotiate too early. It gets expensive real fast. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, an issue if they've been negotiating since they could talk. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I my son, I was like, you'd be a great lawyer. You like to negotiate everything. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to stop them doing that either, though, because you know they're no. going to need it in life. But I just know. Makes them parent. <laughs> <laughs> No, I agree with that. I agree with that. And I, I would say the same thing. I tell people all the time, delegate things you don't absolutely have to do in the beginning. Yeah. Maybe you have to do some things and you need to talk to your family, but then you get to a point in a, when you're making enough money, you can delegate that to also other people. Cause like in my household, it's just me and my son. So there's only Mm. so much he can do. So that means most of it lands on me. Instead, what I started doing was I delegating. I have people that take care of the yard, that take care of the pool, that you know, do clean my house every week that I get my food delivered. There's ways to do that to where that takes that off your plate and you can go. And then I know we have somebody in our community, you and me, who talked about it at the thing that they hired a house manager. Someone well, that just board. Yeah, I was like, that is genius. Someone that just is there every day managing the day-to-day tasks so they could focus on what they want to do and taking care of stuff. And I was like, that is genius. That is genius. <laughs> I want one. So good, right? Like, it's like all of the stuff that we've been doing for free as women for generations yeah. and no one's ever acknowledged. It's like, this is actually a job. Like, if you paid us a full-time freaking wage for the work we did, we'd, we wouldn't have to do anything else. I don't want to yeah. cook. But, you know, like, if we <laughs> if you enjoy that stuff, then it's awesome. So I think, I think the thing I see there is, like, we value our – you and I value our time at really high dollar values. Like you and mm-hmm. I go like, oh, my hour's worth a thousand, two, five, ten thousand dollars. Because if I'm, in your case, if you're signing deals, if you're, you know, getting new houses across the line, your time is worth that much. Yeah. Um, and so we don't go, oh, my time's worth nothing. And that's yeah. what I see for lots of women, especially when they're starting out, they go, oh, my time's free. I'll do it myself because it's quicker and because it's cheaper. And the only way it's cheaper is if you value yourself at nothing. Yeah. And the only way it's quicker is if it's the only one time you have to do it. And so that's true in your business too. So anything repetitive in the business of uh, investing in real estate that is showing up, I'm looking to ways to use technology better or get someone else to do it um, because there's just so much of it. And so I think I see a lot of business owners drowning in their emails. I don't know if the same thing happens in real estate, drowning in new learning. So they've subscribed to a million and one things and they're following a million and one people. I'm like, go and delete all of that 
and just follow the one person, do what they're telling you to do and get on with it because all the noise and the information is slowing you down. Oh my gosh, yes. No, I have like, I literally have goosebumps on a few things you said because that's it. It's one, women don't value their time enough. They really don't. And what you don't realize, and we say this in real estate, the more money you make, the less you work, but that's because you start valuing what you're doing and you start delegating it out so that you can scale. So in any business, it's usually not a one person thing. They have a team behind them, any successful business to scale. So us as women, why would you not do that in your personal life? I mean, that was, that was genius. And I agree. I just feel like people just don't value, but you and I, because we are business owners understand that our time is money and it could go to other things. And, and I don't even value time as just money, just my time. I can't get back. So like with my son, it matters. It matters. And I sched literally, we have a schedule of when I am with him and that's when he's home, which isn't very much during the week because of all his extracurriculars. So that time, it doesn't matter how much you pay me. I'm not, I'm not going to impede on that time for him. So I, I agree 100%. And so, um, You've given a lot of really good information I think women can take and chew on. Is there anything else you think you could think of that maybe would benefit somebody that's struggling with this? Uh, I think the biggest thing is the delete button in every part of your life is your friend. Um, You're going to see overwhelming stress and time problems in your environment before you see it anywhere else so if there's clutter in your house if there's clutter in your spaces there's clutter on your computers if there's clutter in your social media feeds go and hit delete every year uh before christmas hits uh because obviously we have our summer at christmas new year's we do like spring cleaning new year cleaning on everything which means i go and unsubscribe from everything i've subscribed to i go and leave every facebook group I go and leave, I go and unfollow every person on social media that is not, I'm not immediately learning and implementing from, I go and get rid of it. Um, I delete all the crap off my computer because that's, it takes up brain space, which sure, means yeah. it takes up time space. And so, like you say, your time is priceless. It's never coming back. You can make more money any day of the week. You can go and get more things any day of the week but you cannot get your time back. And if your time is spent constantly shift, you know, going through things, it, you're just going to struggle. Yeah. And then the only other thing I would say is you are your most important asset and most of us aren't looking after it. And so if you're not sleeping well, if you're not well hydrated, if you're not putting good stuff in your body in terms of food, if you're not moving your body and you're not looking after your brain and providing it some resting space, whether that be meditation or breath work or just, you know, sitting and doing nothing for a little bit, um, you won't be able to pour into other people like Liz said. And that's that's a game changer. Sleeping eight hours a night is a freaking life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. Wonderful thing. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I tell a lot of our students that, that you have to take away doing all this stuff because you're conditioned to go to all these seminars in real estate. You're conditioned to do all these things. You're conditioned to keep learning. But what it does is I tell them and I say, it's not so we can hog you. We want you focused. And if you are just focusing on what we are telling you to do and not going to all these events and all these webinars and three-day 
weekend things and all of this outside of our community, you're going to see success because you're focused, but you're going yes. there and you're taking in more and more information. This is any business. You, you eventually that information paralyzes you. And then I agree, like everything you're saying is right on point with a lot of the women that I talk to. And I know they'll really, really like resonate with this. And so how can people find out more about you? What's your website? What's your contact information? All of that. Awesome. So the website's super easy. It's just sarahgreener.com. Come find me there. Send me a message. Uh, or if you want to connect with me on social, the best place is probably at Instagram at Sarah Greener Coach. Sarah coach. I love it. Well, thank yeah. you, Sarah, for being on. And I know the women are going to just love, 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 love this. <laughs> uh, so good. Thank you for having me. It's been really nice. Awesome. And that wraps up another episode of our REIW podcast. We're thrilled to have you as a listener, and we hope you have found today's discussion helpful. If you're looking to take things to the next level or just get started in investing, consider following us on our social media. We are on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, you name it, at Real Estate Investing Women. Or check out our website at www.realestateinvestingwomen.com. Talk to you soon.